0: Okay, we now start the 8th parak of Bava Basra, and this really is a whole new topic. This chapter is called Yeish Nochlin. It's a famous chapter. It has to do with the halachas of Nachla, meaning inheritance. So when a person dies, who becomes the rightful owner of the deceased's estate? Okay, so now um, the Mishnahists are a little complicated to some degree. Uh, let me just give the basic rules um before we get into the mission of how to do this allocation, the principles that govern this, then I hope everything will become kind of simple. So as far as I'm concerned, you can um, describe the rules for, the basic rules, I should say anyways, for uh, inheritance with five simple rules, okay? Rule number one is that the natural heir to someone who dies is that person's descendants, his sons and daughters, grandchildren. That's who you should be looking to. Um. And uh, if there are no descendants, then it goes to the deceased person's father, okay? If the father's not alive, then we kind of recurse. We, we start repeating the process. We say, okay, the father's not alive either. So then we look at the other descendants of the deceased's father. So that would be the equivalent of saying the deceased person's brothers and sisters, as well as nieces and nephews, right? Because, And if... There are none of those, so then we would go not just up to his father, but even to his father's father. And again, if the father's father is not alive, we look at the descendants of the father's father. So now we get to things like first cousins um, uh, and and uncles and the like. Okay, and again, if there's none of those descendants, we'd go up another generation to the father's father's father. And again, look for his descendants until we find someone. So there's always an heir for everybody. Every Jew um, has heirs, someone in the family tree. It's just a question of how far you have to go. That's rule number one. Okay, the basic idea of descendants, and no descendants, then father, no father, and then recurse higher up to father's father. The second rule is that if you have multiple heirs that are equally close to the deceased, who's doing the bequesting, who's giving over his estate, so the males get priority over the females. Simply put, if a person has a son and a daughter, his son inherits and not his daughter. If a person has two sons and two daughters, his two sons inherit and his two daughters do not. Okay, But if there are no sons, so there's you know there's two daughters, then the both daughters get it. And if there's one daughter, the one daughter gets it, and so on. Okay, And that's true the whole way up. In other words, if a person uh, has no descendants at all, then it will go up to his father. If his father's not alive, then it will be the father's descendants. So the father had other, if he had boys and girls, meaning those would be the siblings, the brothers and sisters of the deceased. So the bro- boys, meaning the father's sons, a.k.a. The deceased brothers, they're the ones who will be doing the inheriting and not the sisters. If there are no brothers, then it's the sisters. Okay? The third rule of my five is that um, if there are living descendants, they kind of step into the shoes that, of the place of their, uh, their deceased parents. So what I mean by that, for example, if a person, um, let's say the deceased had two children, okay? A boy and a girl. And let's say that the boy and the girl each had a child. Let's for argument's sake, to make it interesting, the boy had a girl, and the girl had a boy. And now let's say that the children are all dead. So the deceased passes on. He has no living children, but he has two living grandchildren, a boy and a girl. The boy, his grandson, is the son of his daughter, and the girl, the granddaughter, is the daughter of his son. Okay, so now, with those two grandchildren around, who should be inheriting? So according to my third rule here, that the living descendants step into the place of their deceased parents, that means we will look at the grandchildren as if they are taking the place of their parents, which means that the granddaughter is sort of stepping in the shoes of her father, whereas the grandson is stepping in the shoes of his mother, if you will. Okay? That being the case, who is going to inherit? It's going to be the granddaughter. Because the granddaughter is... Taking the place of the son, and the son gets priority over his sister. So, in the other, the grandson, he'd be stepping into the shoes of his mother, who is the daughter. Okay, so that's we look at all, people all, all. If there's no living descendants, we look at the, the the further down descendants, and they step into their shoes. Okay. The the fourth of my five rules is that all of these calculations in terms of who's related to whom. All go through the father's side of the family tree and not the mother's side, okay? So, for example, um, if a person, let's say, if a, let's say a father had um, a man had two wives, okay, and therefore he has two sets of children, okay? So then, the if child A dies and he has no descendants and his father's not alive so then it'll be his the deceased's brothers and sisters who would be eligible for inheriting if he has brothers the brothers inherit equally and who are the brothers anyone who is a son of his father which would mean both his brother and his half brother through his father's side would be inheriting dividing it up equally amongst themselves but if he had like a brother a full brother meaning they have the common mother and father but he has let's say he has Two half-brothers. One half-brother was his uh, father's other wife's son, and the other half-brother was his mother's, let's call it previous marriage's son. So they share a mother but not a father. So then the only people who'd be inheriting are the half-brothers through the father's side, who are considered full brothers. The half-brothers of the mother's side are not considered brothers at all. So that's my point here. Rule number four is that the relationships go through the father's side. Now, there are two exceptions to just looking at the the father. And that is, um, number one, that this is an important rule, the primary heir for a woman is her husband. Notwithstanding her father's family tree. Notwithstanding her descendants. So if a woman dies and she predeceases her husband, she's married to someone when she dies... That person, the husband, he inherits his wife, Okay, regardless of who's the rest of her father's family tree. The other uh, rule exception is that, <clears throat> um, although we always go with the father's family tree, if you have children um, of a woman who hasn't got a husband, so they will inherit her. Meaning, the child of a mother inherits his mother, even though it's going after his mother's side, not his father's side. Okay, That's an important rule also. So that's those are two exceptions to the rule that everything goes the father's based on the father's family tree, okay? The fifth and final rule is that uh, when you have multiple heirs that are equally equal in closeness, so then they're going to share equally. So let me give you an example here. This is the last, and then we're done with my rules here. Let's say the deceased had three children: a girl, and then a son, and then another son. Okay? So we'll call um, the first daughter Sarah. The first son Reuven, the second son Shimon. Okay? And let's say the first son Reuven had a daughter, which is the granddaughter of the dead person. And let's call her for argument's sake Rachel. So Reuven has Rachel, Reuven's a son, Rachel's a grandson, and then there's also the two other children, Sarah the first daughter, and Shimon the second son. Okay, that's the entire family tree. Now let's just say for argument's sake that Before the father slash grandfather dies, the first, the oldest son, the second child, Reuven, dies. So that means when the person dies, he leaves three people as descendants: his oldest, his oldest child, who's a daughter, her name was Sarah; his granddaughter, who is the daughter of his deceased late son Reuven, and another son, Shimon. So those so those means, so we got two girls, Sarah and Rachel, and then the, the granddaughter Rachel, and then we've also got the son Shimon. So who would inherit? So the answer is, we will going to pause and and try to figure it out. The answer is that the granddaughter Rachel and the second son Shimon would inherit equally, and the oldest daughter Sarah will get nothing. Why is that? Because we said before that the The living descendants take the place, step in the shoes of their dead parents, which means that Rachel, the granddaughter, is stepping into the shoes of her father, her late father Reuven, and now the heirs are the boys ahead of the girls. So that means Reuven would get half, and Shimon would get half, and Reuven's half will go down to his daughter Rachel. So, Rachel gets half then, and Shimon gets half, and Sarai gets nothing. Okay? With those rules, I think you pretty much can figure out all the cases in the Gemara and the, the Mishnah here, uh, but we'll see the more in details we go. Now, moving on here further. Um, this is all based on Psukim, uh, and Drash is on those Psukim. It's a story of B'no Slavchat and Midbar, Perk Chafzain, I'm um, really starting from Pasuk Ches, really. Okay, and some Limudim. Let me just jump into the Mishnah here so you don't get too bored and, and lose, lose uh, the plot. The Mishnah says... That there are four categories of relationships, I'll call them. Okay, they are yesh nochel and manchilin. Some relationships, the pair of the the pair of the relationship, they can be nochel. Nochel is to inherit, and manchil is to cause to inherit. Meaning that nochel is on the receiving end, and manchil is on the giving end. So sometimes it goes in two directions. Whoever dies first, the other one gets. So there's a second kind of relationship. Which is called Yesh Nochlin. There's some relationships where if the if of the pair if A dies, B inherits. But if B dies, A will not inherit from B. Okay? Then you've got Manchilin velo Nochlin. You've got situations in which if A dies, then he doesn't give to B, but if B dies he would give to A. And finally, Lo Nochlin, Velo Manchilin, you have relatives who are blood relatives, and yet if either one of them die, neither one of them inherit under any circumstances. Okay? The mission then gives the illustrations. It gives, it gives three illustrations basically for each of these categories, loosely speaking. So here we go. It says, The following three pairs, if you will, are pairs that um, whoever dies first, Allah could inherit. You have Ha'av uh, Vesha'banim, the father and his sons, right? Because when the father dies, his son inherits. And when the son dies, he has no heirs, his father inherits. Ha'banim Vesha'av, same other direction. It's just, it's just, it's redundant here really, but they're doing it for the sake of parallelism. So when the son dies again, the father is inherited and vice versa. And then, <laughs> brothers to a common father are also, can both give and get from one another, whoever dies first. So that really, that last case could be two possibilities Just speak it out. For example, uh, you know, Yaakov and uh, Leah have two children. Their names are, Reuven and Shimon, okay? Now, if that's the whole family tree, and if Yaakov and Leah are no longer with us, that is not really relevant anyways, and if Reuven dies, so then Shimon will inherit from him, okay? Because Shimon is his brother, and since Reuven has no children, and he has no father, it's the father's descendants, i.e. his brother. Um, So that's how it works. But also, if uh, Reuven has a a half-brother to the father, meaning that uh, Yaakov had another wife, Whose name was Rachel, uh, was the name was let's call it Rachel, and you know Yichel had a, Rachel had a son, Yosef. So Yosef would also inherit, and Yosef would inherit from Reuven equally as much as uh, Shimon would, even though Shimon is his full brother and Yosef is his half-brother. The reason why is because we're looking just from the father's side of things. Okay. Then the next uh, cases, two and three really are like are really the same thing in both directions. So what's the next case? Haish. Simo, um, a man and his mother. Meaning, if a woman, uh, if a woman dies, so her son inherits from her, so he's nochel. But if the if a man dies, his mother will never inherit from him. It'll always go to his father and his father's side of the family tree. So he's not manchil. The second case is a ish, s ishto, a man and his wife. Because again, if a woman dies, her husband is nochel if she has a husband who's alive at the time, but if a husband dies, the wife is never, no hell. so he's never manchil to her. And the third case is, V'nei um, Achaios means, uh, literally means uh, sons of one's sister, which we call a nephew. So the point is, you know, let's just say, for example, that, you know, Shimon, um, Shimon has a sister And the sister's name is uh, Dina. And let's say Dina has a son whose name is Sha'ul. So that means that Shimon and Sha'ul are... Shimon is the uncle and Sha'ul is the nephew. So if Shimon dies and he has no children and he has no father and he has no brothers, so then if his sister... uh, Dina is is no longer alive either, but she has this, the son, Shaul. Shaul would inherit from Shimon. But if Shaul dies, it'll never go up to, through his mother's side back to her mother's brother, Shimon. So therefore, Shaul will never be Manchil, but he could be Nochil. Okay, so that's that. Um, now we see that the, uh, really the same three cases in the other direction. Ha'isha A woman with regards to her children, she could be manchil to them, but never nochil from them, as I said before. And a woman could be manchil to her husband, but never nochil from him. And the the brothers of one's mother also was that. So this is now we're talking about looking not the nephew direction, but the uncle direction. In other words, Shaul had a mother, Dina. Dina has a brother, uh, Shimon. So sometimes it's possible that Shaul could be Nochel from Shimon, but he could never be Manchil to him. Okay, and then the fourth and final case that are never Manchel Nochel is Ha'achem in lo v'lo Manchilin. So these are half brothers. If you have people who are half brothers, um, but they share a common mother but not a common father so we have a woman and uh and uh and she was married to mr a they they had a son together and then she was married to mr b they had a son together so those sons are half brothers but only through the mother so therefore they're not really considered related so under no circumstances would those two boys either inherit um you know bequeath or inherit um in either direction because they're not really related at all, because it's a violation of the rule of going through the father's side of the family.